0: Welcome to a special edition of Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Grandpa Jones Monster. <laughs> Dude, you really do. You look like a cross between Grandpa for the Monsters and Grandpa Jones. I was,
1: of, I was thinking maybe Wilford Brimley or something. I don't know. I'm in the mood for
0: brand man, for some reason. That is awesome. That is Greg
1: Tillman. <laughs> you know, it just dawned on me. First of all, this thing's... Hooking under my lip, and I've got this hair in my mouth, it's like having a cat sit on my face. Dude. And I dude. can't see. You know, you may wanna... gee, I just now saw me in the monitor. I, I don't look much different than I do with it
0: off. <laughs> you really don't? Well, I was like, is that like a, that was your real chin. So that was Happy a... Halloween. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, that was
1: my real chin. Oh, dude, that's did, just did the real, Does
0: my real chin look as bad as a fake mustache? <laughs> it does. It's like it's like oh man it's like a bad horror movie where, you're where little, you like skin somebody your <laughs> so little friend so over there just
1: I'm just gonna sit him in the chair and I'm gonna go do something else <laughs> oh, you can talk to that thing
0: man. Well today we are gonna oh, be talking about uh, some of our uh, some of the best horror films or horror films worth viewing uh, We did a uh, we did a source um, a crowdsourcing um, campaign Wisdom of the best crowd way to describe it. I'm sorry? Wisdom of the Crowd. Yeah, Wisdom of the Crowd. We did a crowdsourcing campaign trying to find some of your favorite um, horror films that, that scare you. And uh, but before we dive into our list, uh, and before we talk about what scares us, uh, Tim Cam. Tim, you back there, buddy? What you doing, Tim? Tim? Oh, yes.
1: You know, I knew he was just one step away from that for a while now. Yeah, well, you it's know, it's been a tough semester.
0: Well, you know, he is a sports fan. And so wearing the hockey mask is perfect for him. Uh, he, that has to do with hey, sports Tim in his case. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Camp, thank you, buddy. Thank you, man. Well, I, let me ask you this. I worry uh, about him. I do let me ask you this, Mr. Greg Tillman. Yeah. Um, how many subgenres of horror do you think there are? Oh, official. I don't, sub, I, sub- oh genre.
1: gosh, I, I would say probably be half a dozen, maybe. Yeah,
0: yeah, actually, yes, there are six. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Awesome. There are six subgenres of horror, and I, I will share those with you. Um, Monst- monsters. That's one. Um, Ghost schools and unexplained phenomenon. That's My favorite. The second. Uh, the third, slasher films. There's a yeah. the whole category for slasher. Right. Yep. Um,
1: Does that include torture porn?
0: Um. Yeah, yeah, that would. Yeah, okay. I would say Saul, the Saul series, not after that first one, but yeah, that would that would fall into that. Right. Uh, Demons and demon possessions. That's four. Uh, five would be witches and curses, and then the six, which is uh, my favorite, at least something that scares me: uh, psychological suspense thrillers. Uh, Silence so, of the Lambs. Silence kind of the Lambs. Um, the Village would fall into that. Psycho. Yeah would uh, would fall into that uh, the shining um even uh, some films that were released in 2017 uh gerald's game uh, on netflix in 1922 both, i still need to see that both stephen king um pieces so yeah i just thought i'd mention that because you know most people think about horror they don't think about the sub categories but but what scares you and what scares me might be completely different Now right. what, what do you find scary anymore
1: uh Monday mornings. <laughs> uh, but as far as cinema, uh, haunted house movies. Okay. Uh, old-fashioned ghosts yeah. and evil spirits and things like that. Uh, slasher movies uh, don't entertain me.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, the suspense ones, like Silence of the Lambs, that sort of thing. Uh, that's that's interesting. But as far as just giving me the creeps, old-fashioned haunted yeah. house yeah. pictures. Yeah.
0: Well, well, for me, I think it, the psychological thrillers, if they're done really well. Can, can freak me out, and I think part of that is because they're so close to reality that it is something that could happen. Now, I'm not saying that the witches, the ghouls, the goblins, and all of those things can't happen. They just don't typically happen to me. Uh, I'm not hanging out with the Winchester clan, so I don't run into that stuff very often, but uh, we are going to share with you some of our uh, list of favorites, uh, not necessarily my favorites, but uh, but you who chimed in and gave us some thoughts. Uh, we'll, we'll share some of those. So do you want to start is you this, is this any better? <laughs> you look much better. I can better. see better. You look much better. And I, d- you <laughs> I look don't much feel better. like I'm eating a triple. Well, well, give, give me a movie on your list of uh, horror films, if you can see. Uh, my my version <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of a give me, film? Yeah, give me a horror film that you uh like. You know, I, uh, the reviews were okay for it.
1: It, it made it a little bank. But a few years ago, Daniel Radcliffe was in one. Okay. That's the most recent one I could think okay. of. Uh, the Lady in Black.
0: Yeah, Woman in Black. The woman in
1: red? Black. Woman in Black. Yeah. The yeah. Lady in Red. That was a Gene movie. <laughs> <Balderhood laughs> and the Man in Black was... Well, that's you. That's me. Or Johnny, yeah. Car- Johnny Carson. Cash. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Johnny Carson's version of I Walked the Line was just great, wasn't it? <laughs> woman in Black. Johnny somebody. Yes, Woman, woman in, in black. black. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty... I he good. looked maybe a little too young for the part. Okay. But it was, it was a yeah. nice, creepy little ride. Yeah, well, you, you talked about haunted houses. This <laughs> too, by the way. <laughs> get rid of those, man. You know, I spent like a buck on this at Walmart, and I didn't get my money's worth. No offense to Walmart. And now one of the eyeballs just popped out of it. <laughs> it
0: really did. It popped out. Well, uh, you, you said a uh, woman in black, and that falls into the haunted category, right? Yes. Yeah, I guess I'm like Glenn from The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's bad uh, no, 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 that's really bad. i'm running out of these well let me let me give you uh, a, a film to check out from 1963 this was submitted to us from our good friend uh, jay phelps from nashville tennessee appreciate him sharing yourself. this lost gem what speak for yourself <laughs> the movie is called the haunting this was shot in black and white and we discover what happens when a witch a Paranormal Scientist and a Psychic Explorer, a Haunted House. That goes to your haunted house. Yep. Um, this movie had really uh, great camera work, a creepy story, and it had a Twilight Zone feel to it. Um, so uh, I, I think in the context of the 1960s, this film still is, is pretty, pretty well done. And so uh, that's, that's on my list of, uh, of films. Uh, horror films worth exploring, The Haunting from nineteen. Now, they remade that.
1: Don't confuse it with the remake from the late 90s or early 2000s. Uh, give me another one on your list. Uh, I've mentioned it before, The Dead Zone, yeah. Stephen King's original. Yeah. Dead Zone with Christopher Walken. Uh, just a, a really interesting story and, and well acted and, you know, there's some heart to it. It's it's still probably my favorite adaptation of a King. Yeah.
0: King yeah. novel. Yeah, and we talked before yeah. as, as well about the TV show being so solid. Yeah. Also, so the TV show and the movie itself. Yeah. Uh, from nineteen seventy two. Speaking of the film, a haunted house. I don't I know. know if you can hear the I hear steps upstairs. Uh, somebody's walking upstairs. I don't, I don't maybe know. it's maybe someone or something know. is walking. <laughs> what is that? That's not even real sound effects, that's real stuff. <laughs> so maybe I do believe. Maybe I do believe from nineteen seventy two. The Other, uh, this film uh, was uh, submitted by a fellow film critic and friend, uh, Adam Long, from, uh, from Gaston County. Uh, this uh, movie is uh, set in 1935, rural New-, New England. It's a film adaptation of a Thomas Tryon bestseller from the, the same year. And it follows these twin brothers that have this kind of Cain and Abel tendency going on. Uh, a very dangerous game that's taught to them by a mysterious grandmother, Throw in a few evil deeds and a psychic connection, and you have the other. Um, also, a great soundtrack from the legendary Jerry Goldsmith. Oh, uh, did the soundtrack for this uh, for this movie as well? That's called the Other from 1972. I'm not familiar with that one. Oh, really?
1: Well, that did remind me of another one that's not on my list. I wish it had been called the Others. Others with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, maybe 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, most people did not see it, but it's really, it that's good. a good,
0: creepy one, too. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. There's some, some good movies to, to check out. Uh, what else is on your list? Oh, you're gonna go, so you going to go, since you did the others, you want to dive in for one more on my list? I, I,
1: okay, I guess I, okay, I <laughs> no, lost the turn that go way, ahead, I guess. Go ahead. No, that's all right. Go
0: ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, you prepared more than I have, so <laughs> you go for it. You've earned it. All right. Um, the rest of these on my list, which is really interesting, are actually films from the 21st century the 2000s, um, and again, this list is not my list, it's, it's your list, uh, those who have chimed in. This movie, but, but all these movies are movies that I would recommend as well. Uh, from 2000, uh, Oscar winner uh, Robert Zemeckis brought Harrison Ford, Michelle Pfeiffer, uh, to the screen in a movie called What Lies Beneath. Uh, this is a film about, um, you know, sometimes your past can come back to haunt you. Literally. Literally. And, uh, and that's what this movie is about. It uses misdirection. It uses really well done silence in movies. So many times we're used to um, music telling us what we should feel or what we should think in movies, especially in horror films. But uh, this movie uses silence probably better than, you know, any film around that time period. And Zemeckis did the very same thing in the movie *Castaway*, which is not a horror film, but he used silence to his benefit. And in this movie, done really, really well. I, I think there are some Hitchcockian story elements uh, in this particular movie. Right. And um, there were some really some perfect scenes of suspense. I love this film. Well, uh, it, and Harrison Ford playing against type. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And doing it well. And Michelle Pfeiffer um, at times playing two different characters. Um, she was she was magnificent this I would watch her read a phone book <laughs> <laughs> or or wear a cat costume yes you know, I'd, I'd I've watch done that. that more than once I've watched that yeah. as well yes um, but this movie uh, released in 2000 you know it is still really solid uh, solid uh, this, this many years later and this comes to us from Charlotte North Carolina Colonel Eddie Hobgood so thanks for that submission what lies beneath what's next on your list my friend
1: uh Fright Night, I liked oh. Fright Night. The original, yeah. not the reboot, but the one from, gosh, that's 32 85? years ago? something. 1985, yeah, 1985. Chris Sarandon, and yeah. I don't remember who else was yeah. in it. Yeah. But it was just a really good creepy, va- and I'm not, I'm not big on vampire pictures, uh, but that was a really good movie. It really was. Well, what I Roddy loved McDowell, I forgot Roddy, the oh, great yes. Roddy McDowell was in it. Yeah,
0: that. what yeah. I really loved about that movie, Fright Night, the original is its use of horror and humor, right? and it felt organic, it felt real, it didn't feel like, okay, we're just going to throw in comic relief just because we can. Um, You see that in a lot of the Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. The humor was kind of, it wasn't forced, but after the first, second, or third one, you went back to those movies just for the comedy of uh, Freddy. But this one felt real with the comedy. I love that film i, I that's one of my favorites in the eighties, you know there were a lot of really good films that I think fit horror, but also some really bad ones. Yeah. It was that decade of 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 the uh, yeah. the excess of both I think Well,
1: and that's when they were making about uh, each year I guess a new Stephen King adaptation came yeah. out oh during yeah. the eighties yeah yeah.
0: Just well, I mean, ton. You had the Stephen King adaptations, you had the Nightmare on Elm Street right. films, you had the Friday the 13th films. And the Halloweens. And the Halloweens, yeah. and so it was uh, pretty much every month you'd see something spooky or uh, attempting to be spooky. But yeah, Fright Night, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. That was a good one. Uh, on my list, this is one that was actually recommended to me just recently. Uh, I had never seen this film until the weekend. This comes to us from uh, Sherry Nipper. Uh, thanks for the submission. The movie is called Session 9. Released back in 2001. And um, imagine being um, part of a cleaning crew that, that cleans uh, asbestos. You know, that's I don't your clean job.
1: anything. I, that's a stretch <laughs> for me anyway.
0: But to be hired to clean asbestos out of a place doesn't sound like a fun job.
1: Mm-hmm. No.
0: Unless that place happens to be an abandoned insane asylum. So
1: that makes it fun? A fun that job? makes it fun. You said unless. Yes. Okay.
0: That makes it creepy. That makes it uh, spooky. Uh, David Caruso in this film, also some other folks from CSI Miami, uh, you'll recognize some faces on this. This was one of the first films actually shot on um, those, the Sony cams that, that kind of yeah, manipulated the uh, 35 millimeter look. Uh-huh. And uh, it really worked in this film, and the location for this was, was really um, pretty, pretty fascinating. Writer and director Brad Anderson actually based this story on a real location, some urban legends surrounding uh, that location, and then some true-life individuals that were connected to an insane asylum. Um, Anderson um, had a lot of fun putting this movie together, and it really was creepy. I I, I really appreciate uh, Sherry Nipper uh, recommending this because I had—it's one of those I'd never heard of—called Session Nine. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to talk more about uh, horror films uh, worth seeing. Uh, we do appreciate uh, Bobby Singer hanging out with us. Uh, Bobby, thanks a man. And we're going to take a break right here on C-19 TV. All the turn the lights, this is it, the night of
1: nights, no more. Rehearsing and
0: nursing apart, we know every card by heart. Welcome back to Meet Me in Me, the Movies, a special edition looking at some of uh, the best horror films or horror films that you may want to check out. Uh, Tim Cam. Now, let's go to the Tim Cam. Uh, uh, Tim, you're waking there, buddy? Yeah, all right. You, you, oh, you, you're carving up your lunch. Carving up his carving lunch. Carving up your lunch. Good deal, man. Oh, yeah. All right. Is that is that Freddy? Freddy talking to Jason. Awesome. Hey, man, um, tell him that I think... Um, Third night on Elm Street was the most fun. If you could let him know that, uh, the first one really freaked me out, but the third one was fun. Dream Warriors, I think, is what that was called. You know, he's been wearing that thing for a week now. I know. That's just the thing. For the it's show. not just for the
1: Halloween show.
0: Just for the show. Well, uh, I'm Noel T. Manning the uh, second. Over there, uh, that is uh, Dean Winchester. No, no, <laughs> no it's uh, Carrot. Carrot Top. Carrot Top. Yes, <laughs> Carrot Top. I'm trying. The mask didn't work. The yep. glasses didn't work. I'm at least giving
1: it my all today, which I, I can't say I've ever done before. I'm going bald, too. That's you really big... are.
0: You know, this is the time of, uh, of show that... Can we, can we go back to Greg, please? This is the time of show that we like to adjust the color bars. So we go from left to right. There's cyan. There's magenta in there somewhere um and yeah there we go yeah, <laughs> yeah that's me. just so put match, that up i'll take this the, off see? you just put that up instead of me from now that's on that's it so there you go adjust your color bars to mr tillman's hair this
1: itches by the way it's not going to last you can either. take it off You're i'm going to take it off
0: all right well tell give me uh when we went to the break i shared uh, a movie session nine as a, a horror film worth checking out uh, give me give me a film off your list another one off your list
1: uh the sixth sense okay yeah talk about psychological why well, it's a ghost story too it but. is um i love that one and i didn't yes. see the twist coming right you know i don't i don't think i'm giving anything away or any kind of spoiler The any kind of spoiler these days <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't see the twist at the end coming and, and Haley joel osmond was great yeah. bruce willis is great m night Shyamalan was great yeah and that's still his masterpiece by far i think it, it really well, what is a good picture
0: well it was one of those films that um the word of mouth is what really rose up to the top um it was released in August, so it was released kind of at the dead zone part of the summer. Not high expectations for this. And the buzz took the film from, um, you know, it did not open up at number one, but the buzz was so strong it actually ended up rising to number one at the box office and stayed there for a little while. Yeah. And, and that's rare for that kind of thing to happen. And The Sixth Sense, yes, yeah, still a standard and still I think the bar for M. Night. And M. Night has had some hits and misses, um, I think, back in, um, in 2017. Uh, He had a a hit with Split, which was was uh, connected to a film called Unbreakable. And it's really the second part of a trilogy. And uh, the movie Glass will be coming out uh, that will kind of finish up that trilogy. So, yeah, M. Night, he has, when he is on, he is on. Man, do you have, like, fleas in your I don't know what What was in that wig. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure where it came from. That's a scary thing. that is why whenever I go to stores, I never put the first wig on. I go to a wig in the middle. Um, or a hat. I never buy a hat that's like, you know, just sitting there. Do you go to the wig store a lot? I go to the wig store a whole lot, man. Yeah, in the I, hat store. I don't know if I want to know why. I got all sorts of hats and wigs. I don't want to know. <laughs> all right, here's another film for you to the check out. The show really out. is getting creepy now. It was, yes. Uh, a film that you probably have not heard of, uh, starring Bradley Cooper. Uh, this movie was actually recommended by Chad Smith from Rockport, Maine. Um, somehow he got hold of this uh, this crowd... Uh, request and he uh, chimed in with this "Midnight Me Train" is the name wow. of this movie uh, from 2008. This is a psychological thriller uh, written by horror meister Clive Barker. Actually, wrote this uh, wrote oh, this really? book, uh, the um,
1: Hellraiser guy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Um, but he wrote this uh, wrote this movie. Uh, it's a flick that answers a question about what happens when a photographer stalks and follows around a serial killer on subways. And uh, Bradley Cooper's really, really good in this. Brooke Shields is also in this movie, Leslie Bibb. Uh, this is one of those overlooked psychological thrillers that it's worth checking out. Uh, Midnight Meat Train from 2008. Never heard of it, have you? No, but that'd be a great name for a band. <laughs> <laughs> really would. My next what?
1: band, I'm going to call it that.
0: All right. Uh, Go dive in with another one on your uh, list.
1: This is another one that was not a hit from the late '80s. Okay. Uh, Peter Jackson did it before he, I think, before he jumped into the Lord of the Rings movies. Yeah. Uh, the Frighteners with Michael oh. J. Fox. Do you remember that? Love that have you movie. Seen that? Uh, Most people have not heard that of that. Yeah. Uh, it, again, it wasn't a hit, uh, and it's been a long time since I've seen it. But I, and I have the DVD. I just got it the other day. Yeah. I wanted to watch it again. Um, I he I think he's like a bogus ghost hunter type of guy, who's Playing against height for Michael J. Fox, yep. it's kind of a serious part for him. Uh, he uh, has a drinking problem since his wife died, and I can't remember what happens, but suddenly he starts seeing the ghosts, and he tries to bring his wife back, and I think he goes to hell or something like that.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's That's been supernatural. a long time. That's the TV show Supernatural.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was a little like Supernatural, but it uh, several years before Supernatural, though. Maybe... Fifteen years before yeah, so,
0: so Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson not goes Michael to hell. Jackson, no, Michael, Michael J. Fox. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: mind seeing Michael Jackson in that.
0: <laughs> okay. Vampire movies are not your thing. Not you really. that. No, not really. But there's one that I want to recommend that that is really off kind of the beaten path. Not a not a huge film, but one that's that's worth seeing for, for various reasons. This was submitted by Andrew Belware from from New York. Uh, The movie is called Steakland. I love steak. Steakland. Different kind of steak. Oh. Yeah, this is not the ribeye or the filet. Easy. uh, Even though the vampire uh, would have you as a filet. This is from 2010. Uh, Think about America during an apocalypse, okay? Kind of a Mad Max feel. After this, I'm going to watch CNN. Pretty much the same thing. But vampires have kind of taken over uh, America, at least. And so the apocalypse has happened in America. Vampires are running amok. So the driving question is can a vampire hunter who's got some issues of his own, um, a young teenager and his kind of Scooby gang, find a way to survive and make it to Sanctuary. And Sanctuary just happens to be Canada. Um, This really takes vampire mythology in a different kind of take. (laughs) And uh, this is Mad Max meets I Am Legend and uh, Kelly McGillis also has a role in this particular She was film. really good. She sure was, yeah. Satan. Yeah. Absolutely, she really was. What are you laughing that at? That movie is called Stakeland from 2010. All right, give me another one on your list, man. Uh,
1: you can't have a list of the best horror without having The Exorcist on it. Okay. And I know the yeah. effects now are maybe a little dated, but... What a! it still packs a punch, I think, don't you? Oh, absolutely. What it's, are you staring at? I, I, I have no idea. This is no the best idea. one I've come up I with. I
0: have no idea. That's really, really good. Those are horns. But <laughs> I think they're supposed to be horns. I'm not sure. <laughs> like big pimples sticking out of the top of your head or something. I'm a teenager mean, again. <laughs> to get the dermatologist over here to I, take care I, I of it. Gi- I give up. I get... <laughs> but I agree. This yes. one I may keep, though. The Exorcist, uh, still solid filmmaking. Um Treat me out as a kid I, I wouldn't watch it and and talk about things that scared me as a kid anything with demon possession scared me as a kid Right. because I was a I, I guess I wasn't I guess I thought that it could happen to me you know if it could happen to some you but know, it has hasn't it? <laughs> well, if your just happened to you but yeah the exorcist definitely you know, needs know the to funny be, thing about the was, exorcist one of the
1: main things I remember about it my mom and dad wouldn't let me read the, uh, wouldn't let me go to the movies. Right. So I thought I'm going to read the book. So I got the paperback and started reading it, and I just couldn't get into it. But at the same time, I was working a back channel. I got my grandfather, who was in probably 70 at the time. Probably the last movie he'd seen had Fred Astaire in it. He took me to see The Exorcist. Really? Yeah. How old yeah. were you? Uh, how old was I? Yeah. I, I, uh, Twelve, maybe or eleven. Dude. And I know. Yeah. And, but you know I. I was getting grossed out at the, at, at the right place. Right. I look over and he's like eating popcorn. I didn't bother him <laughs> at all. So
0: I guess he's seen worse during the Depression. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Probably. So, <laughs> so The
0: Exorcist, yes, on your list. Uh, this one's a little bit of a twist uh, on the list. Uh, Cabin in the Woods from 2012. Really loved this movie. Um, I want to thank uh, Adam Frazier, uh, film critic, and also uh, Jeff Howell, uh, WGWG operations manager for submitting Cabin in the Woods. Uh, If you're looking for a film that takes every single horror cliché you can imagine and kind of turns it upside down and makes it fresh, this movie does it. Um, It has a lot of fun with it. Um, It's a film. Now listen to this. The body count in this movie, 69 deaths. But the first death doesn't happen until 45 minutes into the movie. Wow. And so um, this movie is just a lot of fun. It's very different. Uh, Cabin in the Woods is definitely on my list of of must-see films as well. Um, we're getting close. We've probably got, got about three minutes, two, three minutes yeah, left. Yeah, maybe. I, um, I've got to get uh, uh, Tucker and Dale
1: versus Evil. Okay. I'd never heard of it. Uh, Dale and Inslee, when they hosted the show, always talked about it. So we watched it. I think the last Halloween, and it's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. There's some gore, right? But it's kind of it's kind of played yeah. for laughs, I guess. Yeah. And there's these two good old good old boy hillbilly guys, and they circumstances make you. See, it makes, I can't even get it out, it's such an odd <laughs> movie. It appears that they're killers. Right. But
0: they're as innocent as they can be. Thus laughs ensue. Gotcha. How's that? That's good. Yeah, That's good. Right. That's good. Well, I'm going uh, to list three films. Uh, I'm not going to get to talk a lot about them, but these were recommendations. The Babadook.
1: Yes, that was on my list.
0: Wow. Uh, very, very creepy. And if you can use kids... In a movie and use them well. Uh, this movie does it does it incredibly well. Thanks to Jeff Hartman for that. Also, Oculus um, Mirror Mirror on the wall, who's the uh, craziest and freakiest and scariest memory of all? Check out Oculus. Uh, Jen Guberman, Amy Brown submitted that. Uh, and also from 2017, meet the parents, uh, meets the Manson family, meets the Stepford Wives, and the movie called Get Out. Uh, from earlier in 2017. And one bonus, because this is gothic horror at its best in outer space, Alien from 1979. It's sci-fi, but I'm telling you, every aspect of this film is about the horror aspect of it. You feel the same way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so there you go. That is uh, our list, our favorites, and your favorites um, for horror films worth exploring. So uh, we appreciate you spending time with us. Uh, and we appreciate Castiel uh, for, for taking taking I, time with us. I thought I'd go oh, out suck. the way I
1: came in. Suffocating, <laughs> needing take care. Till next Halloween, time, Noel. <laughs> next
0: time, I'm Noel Manning. That is Greg Tillman. Tim Cam is alive and well. And until next time, that is, that is a wrap.